Good Tuesday morning to you. Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints and Locked On NFL podcast, is joining us. And he's coming to us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the only solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Well, Ross, we want to know what you know about the quarterback situation because we have a vested interest up here in Utah. Taysom Hill is one of our guys. What is going on? Hey, brother. Good morning to you. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting conversation going on down in uh, New Orleans when it comes down to this quarterback conversation and this competition between these two. And, you know, I'll, I'll start off with a quick tease for you. I think Taysom Hill's holding his own, and he's a little bit more in the conversation than, uh, than maybe some folks might have expected at this point in the offseason. Okay, so they've had one uh, practice game. They've only got three this year down from one as they increase the uh, amount of pre- uh, regular season games up one to 17. And, you know, we, we have a vested interest, as I say. And I was interested in what Sean Payton said that after the game, I think it was, that he's not making any quarterback comparisons now. And it was somewhat of an up-and-down performance by both quarterbacks, Hill and Jameis Winston. Why do you think Peyton said what he said? I think that the six turnovers in that game had a lot to do with it. Um, you know, two of them, or rather, yeah, two of them happening, or rather one of them actually happening after the, you know, Jameis and Taysom possessions. You had uh, three running back fumbles during their possessions, and you each had both of those quarterbacks throwing an interception. And, you know, in each case, I think you can give a little bit of blame to the quarterbacks. You can give a little bit of blame to the receivers as well. It's a bit more of a shared responsibility on both of those interceptions. So for me, one of the reasons why Sean Payton might say, look, I'm not making these comparisons immediately after the game is because, first of all, he was steaming after that game with six turnovers. And then the other part of it is that it's tough to sort of have that initial response to it without being able to go back and look at the tape and try to you know mitigate and even the playing field as best as you can between these two guys and then make comparisons on the 12 throws that they threw throughout this game. I'll tell you that as I went through and rewatched the game, I thought that Jameis had the better performance, but I don't know that he did nearly enough to really distance himself from Taysom Hill. Every time that Jameis Winston has pulled a little bit ahead of Taysom, he has found his way back into the conversation with a great performance in camp, showing his additional abilities, which we don't get to see and didn't get to see in preseason, which are the design runs. He's a you know a little bit frantic as a scrambler, but the design runs and everything that he can do with the ball in his hands are undeniable. So there's always going to be that sort of looming over this comparison as well. Yeah, just judging from watching, it did seem like Winston had the edge on that. I don't know how much you put on one single preseason game as opposed to every day in practice. And then combined with what is ahead, because they still have a number of practices and the two preseason games to go before they even get into game week. With that in mind, how long do you think the competition will go before a quarterback is named? Sean Payton has said he wants to get at least the first two preseason games in and being able to evaluate then both of the preseason games as well as practice and camp, putting it all together and then doing you know their evaluation based upon that. Every day after training camp practices, these guys get handed a sheet of paper, essentially a report card on their day that lets them know, here's what you did well. Here's what we're going to be working on. Here's what you need to improve, so on and so forth. And so some of the things that they'll notch there, of course, are the pretty common 
things that you would that you would think of for a quarterback was the accuracy, timing, anticipation, but also command of the huddle, ability in and out of the huddle, command of the line, making the right reads, field progression, sort of the more nuanced pieces of the quarterback position, composure under pressure, things like that. So I think that the idea is to get two of these preseason games in, get both of these guys opportunities against, you know, with, with first first team reps and with second and third team reps, and then get them there to where they're going up against guys that they don't see every day in other jerseys, and then be able to make an evaluation based upon that in time for them to utilize game three of the preseason the way that they would usually utilize game three of the preseason, which is a bit more of a dress rehearsal for week one. So we could have an idea of what this offense will look like and who the quarterback will be going into the third preseason game, though I would be willing to bet that Sean Payton won't publicly announce anything until game week for week one. Ross Jackson, host of the Locked On Saints and Locked On NFL podcast, joining us. I had to laugh when Taysom was first making his mark in the NFL because we saw him play here. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you saw that Texas game, either home and away for that matter, when they, I was there down in Austin when covering the game for the station, and he hurdles the kid, and I think he ran for 200-plus yards when they played up in Provo. And, and so – Seeing people get excited because he had a four-yard run in the NFL to me at, was like, well, duh. This if you just if you just had a raw athletic competition, Taysom Hill is going to be in the top half, if not the top five percent. He's an incredible athlete, but mm-hmm. you know, I admit. I question if he could be an NFL starting quarterback just because you're a phenomenal athlete. Tom Brady, as we know, is not winning any sprinting races, but nevertheless is a phenomenal quarterback. So with that in mind, he's had a number of opportunities to play at uh, you know a, a smaller level, obviously not as a full-timer. Uh, didn't play two years ago when Bridgewater went in when uh, Breeze got hurt, but then this past season Hill did play. Uh, is he viewed, or do you view him as an NFL quarterback who can lead a team to the playoffs? Because the Saints, they're about getting to the postseason, not and winning in the postseason, really, with Drew Brees. I mean, they have had a really good history. Is Hill that type of quarterback? Yeah, I would say that I view their perception of him, the organization's perception of him, as that quarterback. Otherwise, he wouldn't be as you know tight in this conversation as he is. And I think that one of the things that we don't do enough, whether it be, you know, in, in New Orleans media or even national media elsewhere, is give Taysom Hill credit for the fact that the player that he was in college and early on in the NFL was exactly that player who would run for 200 yards, had the big 40-yard scramble against the Atlanta Falcons, is running over linebackers, all of that. Now, all of a sudden, we're legitimately talking about him being in a true and earnest quarterback competition to be the starting quarterback for a, for an NFL franchise. That's a remarkable development and remarkable sort of growth that you've seen from him to be able to change his body, to be able to make adjustments to how he worked, back shoulder type work as opposed to working on front side muscles. Like everything that he has done over the course of this offseason and really over the course of the last couple of years has put him on this trajectory. That's a lot of hard work to be able to do that. We hear about players transitioning from wide receiver to DB or from uh, wide receiver to running back or running back to wide receiver. I mean, all of those transitions tend to be a little bit more casual than a transition from effectively being a team's second or third option at tight end to now being able to compete earnestly at the quarterback position. Do I think that Taysom Hill is somebody that can lead the New Orleans Saints to to the playoffs? I do. I believe that Jameis Winston can as well. 
and it might not happen the first year. I don't think that it could ha- that it would happen the first year, but I do think that with Sean Payton, with this offense, with the coaching staff, with the weapons that they have, particularly if they can retain a healthy Michael Thomas going into 2022, then all of the pieces are there so that the Saints can do what they did with Drew Brees. Build a build essentially a car around a quarterback that can drive them that can drive that quarterback to wins, and then also be driven by the quarterback to wins, and that's going to be an important piece for how they continue to build out the rest of the roster around whichever quarterback they choose to move ahead with. Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints and Locked On NFL Pad podcast, joining us here on DJ and PK. Uh, one of the things that I think is interesting that I don't know maybe it even works against. Taysom is if he is the starting quarterback, then he can't play all those other positions, which he adds value to the team. Obviously, Sean Payton put him in the position to succeed a number of different positions, and he did. Does that work against him, his ability and versatility to play these other positions? I think it can. I mean, the, the idea that the New Orleans Saints have always moved forward with when it comes to their offense is putting the 11 most talented players out on the field at the same, at the same time. That's their focus. And so that's one of the reasons why you're seeing guys like Ty Montgomery, who, you know, lined up at running back at the end of last season, now moving back over to wide receiver because they want to get him out on the field at the same time. They're getting players like Latavius Murray and, of course, Alvin Kamara. So I think that that does work against Taysom Hill a bit. And that is a bit of the perception that he has to be able to sort of persevere against and overcome in order to be able to take that starting quarterback position and really walk away with a win for both of these quarterbacks. Jameis Winston has to overcome the fact that Taysom Hill is adored by this organization and has been in the organization over time and just sort of deserves the opportunity in that sense. Taysom Hill has to overcome his own perception as being more than just a quarterback, and or I don't want to say just a quarterback, but doing more than just throw the ball, throw passes. He's a runner. He's a pass catcher. He's a blocker. He's all of these. He's a special teamer. He's a tackler. I mean, he's all of these incredible things just as an athlete. So they both have something massive to overcome when it comes to doing to what it takes to win this quarterback competition. Therefore, their performances need to leave no doubt. I didn't see either of them leave no doubt on Saturday. Hopefully, we'll see that up against Jacksonville. So, if Winston wins it, do they just use Taysom the way they used him with Drew Brees? It's an interesting conversation because he slimmed down quite a bit. Not, not a ton. I mean, we're talking about five or six pounds. But the work that he did maybe takes him out of maybe some of those special teams plays takes him out of some of those blocking assignments, perhaps. But you could still use him as a pass catcher. You could still use him as a runner. So his role might change and be a little bit different than what you saw during his time with Drew Brees. But I would imagine that he would go back to being that sort of offensive weapon, that Swiss Army knife, being able to use him in line as a true wide, but not really putting him in a ton of blocking assignments on linebackers or defensive linemen, maybe utilizing him more from the slot as well. The Saints are going to need the hands if they can find them at pass catcher without Michael Thomas and potentially without Deontay Harris. Taysom Hill could be a big-time you know, addition for you in that sense and help supplement some of that. So I, I would imagine that there would be some push to get him back on the field and keep him on the field at that capacity. You know whether or not Taysom really wants to do that. If he believes that he can move on from the Saints after this year and get a starting quarterback opportunity elsewhere, then maybe that factors in. But at least what the Saints showed him last year when they had him come in and be the starter for those four games after Drew Brees is that they're willing to take him out of that role to use him as a backup quarterback and have him go in and still win games for the New Orleans Saints. So I would expect to see a push towards that with an understanding that he would still be the guy that they would turn to 
if they needed to replace a quarterback for multiple games again. Sean Payton is really known as a great offensive mind. Do you think that the Saints feel like, hey, no matter what, we've got two guys that are capable, and with Sean Payton's ability to put them in a position to succeed, we can be okay? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I think that this organization trusts Sean Payton uh, extremely well, and I think for, for good reason. I mean, you've had a few losing seasons with Sean Payton, but you're now you know, four-time back-to-back NFC South champions, division champions, four-time back-to-back uh, playoff, uh, you know, uh, opponents and, and contenders, and, and I think that that was with a Drew Brees that the New Orleans Saints were sort of re- reshaping their offensive attack around during that time. And so you've seen now Sean Payton over the last couple of years win with Drew Brees of old, Drew Brees of recent, uh, Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater, all under center. And so I think that with all of that, you look at Sean Payton's ability to be able to scheme, particularly be able to scheme wide receivers, his ability to be so successful on a scripted first 15, and his ability to be able to close out halves with a score. And then the defense's ability over the past few years to be very stout, particularly in the second half. So if you're able to build that momentum, because Sean Payton is so good at scheming up those two-minute drills at the end of halves, be able to build that momentum on the offensive side at the end of a half and then shut down a team's opposing offense on the defensive side, which remains to be seen in 2021 because this defense took a lot of losses, then I think that there's enough around these quarterbacks to believe that either one of them could be successful in Sean Payton's system and as a company by Dennis Allen's defense. So we know Payton is a great offensive mind, and he likes Jimmy Buffett, so we know he's way cool too, don't we? That's right. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. I've always said that, actually. I've always said that. <laughs> All right. Well, Ross, we appreciate your insight, and we'll look forward and see what happens in New Orleans. Will Taysom Hill win that job? Thanks for joining us. Hey, absolutely. Uh, Big-time pleasure, PK. Appreciate you having me on. Y'all take care. Stay safe. All right, you too. That's Ross Jackson, host of Locked on Saints and Locked on NFL Podcasts. It's going to come down to the wire. Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, will Taysom win the starting job? And if he doesn't, you know, that's an interesting concept. Does he want to be out on the field doing these other things, or does he want to be viewed as an NFL starting quarterback? His time is here. If it's not now, well, then next year, does he move on? It seems like there's always a number of teams that need NFL quarterbacks, NFL teams, obviously, and then in that position, uh, does somebody else take a fly on him, or is he going to be a saint? And is he going to... I'm saying, now, this is just from a great, great distance, I'm saying they go with him, that he wins the job, because I think that... I think Sean Payne's enamored with him. Picking him up off the, when he was let go by the Packers. Uh, well, so. he wasn't let go. He was put on their practice squad, and he swooped in and said, okay, if you're not going to put him on the active right. roster, I'm going to scoop him up. Right. So he had his eye on him yeah. for a while, and he had a fair amount of success in limited action last year. Uh, so can he build upon that? Can he be accurate as a passer? And really, as I analyze the situation, I think the accuracy of the passing game is where it's going to be. Because we know he can do all the other stuff. And, you know, and then we wonder, if is he going to be, how's his health going to be? Uh, because when he was in college, and we saw that, those two Texas games are prime examples, if something wasn't there, he could take off 
And there probably wasn't maybe more than one or two guys out on the field who had a chance to catch him. Uh, unless they had some great angles and the sideline was to their advantage as an additional tackler, so to speak, because the kid, it really is a phenomenal athlete. So how does that work in the NFL? Well, it's probably not to the same level of where he can just blow by everybody and be the best athlete on the field, because I think that in most, certainly when he was growing up up there in Idaho and then in even most games that BYU played, he was the best overall athlete out on the field. Uh, he's one of the better ones in the NFL, but you know what does that mean? A quarterback is a position where not necessarily the number one attribute certainly isn't your overall athleticism. It's your ability to read and pinpoint accuracy, put the ball where it needs to be, adjust on the fly, do all those types of things. And it's not like Winston has just dominated in that category either, right? Obviously, Tampa Bay let him go. And so they are locked in that battle. But I kind of get the impression that Peyton wants Hill to win the job. But he's got to win it. I don't think he's going to hand it to him just because I like you. I think he's going to have to win it. And if he can win it, I don't think they have any problem going with him. And then it'll be fascinating to see. Because I got to admit, man, I had my doubts. I had my doubts. I can remember BYU announced that Taysom was going to be the starting quarterback. And right after that, I was down there for that day in Provo when they made that announcement. And they said, hey, one of the, one of the guys at BYU said, you know, probably uh, Mangum is the better thrower. But uh, we just feel like Taysom can help us win more at this time. Now, it turns out one guy makes the NFL, the other guy doesn't. So even at that, and it was somewhat of a race, they were unsure uh, that they really had the best passer. Well... Turns out they probably did. What does that mean at the end of NFL level? Fascinating to see if Hill can do it. I'd love to see for him to do it, uh, overcoming so much. And I think it's good for BYU. It can help them as they continue to recruit and quarterback and get a tradition. If they can get a tradition. And I think they have an opportunity to get uh, restored at quarterback because I think Aaron Roderick, I think that he's going to want to take more chances than the Jeff Grimes offense did. Jeff Grimes, an old offensive lineman, right? What offensive linemen love to do, they love to dominate and run block, and they love to flatten you. You know, pass blocking, that's for sissies, isn't it? Run blocking, that's where the man in you comes out, right? And you can dominate the, the dudes across the side, the line of scrimmage from you. But I think A-Rod doesn't approach that. If you look at his body, I'm confident in saying Aaron Roderick never played offensive line in any type of organized football, even unorganized football, right? He's a smaller guy. But I also think that <clears throat> he wants to take chances. Now, I don't think he's going to be of the line of a what a win by nine, not by two type thing. He's not going to be careless. I'm not saying that by any stretch. But I think he's looking for ways to get the ball downfield. So going forward here, they have an, my point that I'm making is they have an opportunity to establish themselves at quarterback, particularly among the LDS quarterback, which it seems like, I don't know, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like every three or four years there is a real hot shot LDS quarterback out there. Uh, even more often than that. I think recently. it's more often than that? Because I can, I can think of in the last, let's say, 
two recruiting classes, there has been at least one name that's popped up. And coming up in the 2022 class, there are two guys I can think of in Southern California who are both members of the faith that are both hotshot quarterbacks. And they've got their eyes all over them. Yeah. And one kid, Javance Tupawata Johnson. Yeah. And the other one, I think it's Nick Iamalavea. Yeah. They're, and, they're both Polynesian. And they want both of those guys. They're recruiting both of those guys. And if both of those guys were to commit, they would take them in a heartbeat. But the point being that the idea, you come to BYU, and it could be a little bit of the BYU of old, and especially if Zach Wilson goes on and has success, you know, it was A-Rod and Fessy Sataki who are responsible largely for getting him to BYU and then developing them. And interestingly, if you don't believe me, uh, Zach Wilson took four coaches back to the NFL draft. Care, head coach at Corner Canyon, who is an absolute genius of an offensive mind. Absolute genius offensive mind. There's no question about it. I'd put him up with anybody. I don't care what level. This guy knows offensive football like anybody that I've ever met. And then I'd go, and he also took Fessy Sataki, Aaron Roderick, and Kalani. So Fessy and Aaron were back there. Uh, and obviously that's in tribute to what they did to help develop Zach Wilson. So BYU has an opportunity to establish themselves at quarterback. Stay with us. We'll get you caught up on what you missed, may have missed. Stay with us right here at 97.5, 1280 The Zone.